Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week four, day four of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 4, 9 through 11. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. And before we get started, I want to encourage you to remember to read Esther 10 times in the next 10 weeks. It really can transform your life. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 4, starting in verse 9. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, again, all of this back and forth, all of these, this intermediary, they can't just talk to each other because Esther is trapped in the palace. Mordecai won't take off of his sackcloth and ashes, so he's not allowed in. And Esther's never allowed out. Sounds very much like the Disney story about, um, you know, Aladdin, Jasmine's not allowed out of the palace. This is taking place in, you know, in Persia, in the Middle East, where all of this kind of stuff is supposed to be taking place. You know, it's probably very common that the women in these harems, they're not allowed to leave. They're not allowed to escape. That goes to, to say something about just how much these women in these harems really wanted to be there. If they're forced to never leave the palace grounds, it might just say something about their willingness to stay in this situation. Again, they live in the lap of luxury, all of the, the luxuries they could want are afforded to them. But is this the life that any woman, any father would choose for his daughter? No, no. That's why I, I say that I, I, I feel like the, the book of Esther, I've said this before, I've written this. I feel like the, the book of Esther, if, if we were going to title it today, it'd be the, the tragedy of Esther and the exaltation of Mordecai, or the victories of Mordecai. I really feel like that's that's the the storyline, that's the plot of this book is is Esther's life. Yes, the Lord uses her, but it's it's a lot of tragedy. Just like in the book of of Genesis, we see Joseph's life. It's a very tragic life. Joseph lives such a, a difficult tragic life that when he names his two children, he's he's in the in the top of everything, right? He's in charge of all of Egypt. Just like Mordecai is going to be and he still names his two kids. It's hard for me here. And this is the land of my suffering. That's what Ephraim and Manasseh mean. And that's what he names his kids. Even after he's been in charge of Egypt for a decade or more, he still names his children that, right? So, so there's suffering, there's tragedy going on here for Esther. And I don't think we should miss that. I don't think that we should overstate just how awesome it would be to live in this kind of luxury. I think, I think we have, at least in the West, I feel like we, we get so blindsided by the idea of the rich and famous and luxury and all of those kinds of things. We forget what's really going on here. And we see that, you know, this is this cool thing for Esther. I don't think it was cool. I don't think it was cool because she can't leave you don't build walls to keep people in in a situation where they want to stay on their own accord. You don't do that. You don't have guards. You don't have eunuchs assigned to them to keep them put if they really want to stay. Verse 10, she instructed him to say to Mordecai, 
All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. All right, a couple things here. Now, this is my own conjecture here. I want to be very clear about this. The Bible does not say this. We can, I think, start to infer some things from what's going on here in this in, in this couple sentences we just read. But this is going to be my conjecture. We know that the book of Esther, and we don't know for certain exactly when the book of Esther happened, but we know with some certainty that if this really is a Ahasuerus, as the NIV says, is really King Xerxes, and there's there's almost certainly he was. <clears throat> if this is really King Xerxes, then right around this time, Xerxes would have been handed this devastating loss to the Greeks at the Battle of Thermopylae, one of the most famous battles in all of human history. If you you know read antiquity, if you study world history, the Battle of Thermopylae, it was a huge deal where um, just an unthinkable number of Persians are defeated by a handful of the Greeks. So the Persian king would have come back to Susa, the, the capital of Persia, with his tail between his legs. I think some things changed when he did. And again, this is my conjecture of what's going on because this law, this rule, this is really strange, right? I don't want anybody to come into me. Like, like you don't get to come in here unless I've called for you without the fear of your life, right? You will come and see me unsolicited under the fear of losing your life, right? Imagine any kingdom operating that way, imagine anything working that way, is if I don't call you and you come to see me, you come to bother me, I kill you for wasting my time. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything similar in all of human history. Maybe it's happened other times. This is crazy to me when I read this. This, to me, says we have just lost the most embarrassing battle in human history. We've come back and said, Haman, you get to be in charge. I'm just going to go live in luxury. I don't want anyone to bother me. In fact, I, I want to be left alone to just enjoy life in my luxurious palace so much that if anyone comes to me unsolicited, I will kill them. Now, if they come to me unsolicited and I'm in a good mood and I extend their golden scepter and they touch the end of it, then I'll let them live. But if I don't extend the golden scepter, then it's off with their heads, right? This is this is a queen of hearts kind of thing. This is insane. This is insane. This has got to be one of the most despotic kings, if you think of it in this way. He's got to be one of the most despotic kings in human history, right? This is up there with, with emperors of Rome that were absolutely insane. This is a Caligula kind of thing. This is crazy. He's saying, you can't come into my presence unsolicited and not die unless I'm in a really good mood and you're taking your chances because I've been in a bad mood a lot, right? That's where we are with this. And this is not normal. This is absolute, no kingdom functions if these are the rules, right? Everyone's too afraid to go see the king. Nothing gets done. Nothing, this is, this is crazy. Let's understand it for what it is. This is crazy. This is one of the most despotic rules 
in human history. And that's what's going on. And here's the thing where when I read the book of Esther and I read all of the things that has have taken place and have happened with Esther, this is the thing that, that causes me the most sadness. It causes me the most grief. And it causes me to think anytime I see someone talking about how awesome it was for Esther and what a cool thing this was for Esther, I read this last passage and, it, and it, I feel like we've missed the point if we look at this book as, oh, wasn't it so cool that she got these year-long beauty treatments and she got to be queen. She went in for this one night with the king and all these kind of things. I read this and I, I, I feel this is tragic. Again, I've said this so many times, but nobody would want this life. Their daughter, Esther, I don't think wanted this life for herself. She's kind of accepted that this is the life that's been handed to her. This is the, the hand that's been dealt. But the last thing she says, let's reread this, but 30 days have passed since I was called to go into the king, right? She's queen. She was, she was named queen. He liked her more than anybody else. Now, remember, some time has passed. There's been some years that have passed between her being chosen as queen and now, She's aged a little bit. The king, he's already done it once. <laughs> he's rounded up all of these beautiful, very young women. And if they didn't please him quite enough, he sent them into the harem to be his concubines. He chose one queen. He's got essentially, as far as we know, one wife. Maybe he's got others. One person that he's decided to, to technically marry. But he's only got one queen. We know Esther is the only queen. And she hasn't been called into him for 30 days. She's thinking, Mordecai, he, he's bored with me. Like he didn't like me anymore. He's got other new things, new toys, right? He's got younger things, prettier things. I'm, I've aged now. I'm not the young, good looking girl that he was pleased with some years ago. I can't go into him, Mordecai. He'll have me put to death. Like he's, I mean, understand this is such a crazy rule, right? That if I go into him, I might suffer the same fate as anybody else. If he's in a bad mood and I go into him, he's like, I didn't call for you. I don't want to see you. I mean, imagine I, 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 this is so normative for these guys, right? To have all of these women and to continually probably be adding new young women to the harem. I can't imagine that a king like Ahasuerus of Xerxes, as normative as this would it would be, that he wouldn't feel a little bit of guilt about the way that he's treated Vashti, the way that he's now treated Esther, right? Moving on from her, basically. We get the impression, I get the impression from this, that it's been 30 days since she's been called, but it's probably been getting less and less frequent. I, that's the implication I get from Esther is like, he doesn't call for me very often. And right now it's been 30 days that he's called for the queen of Persia, Mordecai. I can't do this. I can't go into him. He'll kill me. Right? That's, that's what we're seeing here. That's the world that Esther is living in. I can't imagine anyone wanting this life. 
I mean, this, whatever happiness, if Esther ever felt any happiness over the situation, I think it's long past, long past. I think this is tragic. I think this is painful. This causes me pain reading that. I think it's tragic. And just like Joseph, we're going to see in the next passage, I think Mordecai is going to allude to Esther being in the same situation as Joseph. And I think he's right. This is the same exact situation as Joseph. The Lord, through tragedy, can put people in the exact place that they're supposed to be. He has a destiny for us. And sometimes we go through tragedy, we don't understand it. We don't understand it, but it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And it's not until we faithfully walk through those situations, we come to that place where he's called us to be and we discover, oh my gosh, you were behind this the whole time. Esther would not have chosen this for herself. Joseph would not have chosen the situation he had for himself, but the Lord needed them to be there. The Lord needed Esther and Mordecai to be in this place where they are. He set all of this up. As tragic it is as no one would have ever chosen this. Esther would not have chosen this. But the Lord set them up so that they would be in the place they needed to be at the right moment in time to overcome the plans of the enemy. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.